This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to Road School Moms Radio, where education meets adventure. Your hosts, Kimberly Travaglino of Full-Time Families and Mary Beth Goff, the road trip teacher, will share advice, information, and encouragement to bring your road schooling efforts to new levels. Welcome to a live edition of Road School Moms Live. I'm one of your hosts, Kimberly Travellino, full-time RVing mom to four kiddos and co-founder of Full-Time Families, the resource for your full-time RVing needs. As always, I am blessed to be joined by my lovely co-host. Hey, it's Mary Beth Goff, the road trip teacher, also a full-time RVing mom to four road schoolers and the creator of RoadTripTeacher.com, your resource for destination destination-based curriculum and educational resources for traveling homeschool families. Our crew also chronicles our travels over at diaryofaroadmom.com, so we'd like to have you follow us over there as well. The Road School Moms team is coming to you live from separate locations this week. There are several states between Kimberly and I tonight, but we are so happy to uh, have you join us from wherever in the world you are. How you doing, KT? I'm doing great, MB. I had a wonderful week. Um, we pulled into Ohio, which is a lovely state, in my dad, and this is one of the first times we've spent any real time here, so we're really enjoying it. Lovely to be on the lake. It's very green here, uh, a lot of farmland. It's very rural. It's just very pretty and laid-back place to spend the summer. Um, my week has been crazy busy. Uh, as you know, this is one of the double birthday weeks in my rig. We have two of those. Two of my kiddos are in February and two of my kiddos are in June. And we just went through one of them. DJ turned six this week. Happy birthday, DJ. And tomorrow, Blaze is counting the minutes because tomorrow, Blaze turns 12. So we've got a lot of birthday celebrations going on in our rig. What's going on with you? My goodness, that's hard to believe. DJ is six. That's crazy. Happy birthday, DJ, and happy early birthday to Blaze from all of us here. Uh, our week has been crazy also. We are getting ready to leave our uh, location here in southwest Florida where we've been for several months. And as you know, after you've been somewhere stationary for a while, all those things pile up and all the things that you have to move to uh, be able to travel down the road, and I'll just have to say I'm pretty exhausted. But we have our rig ready to roll. The back slides are in, and we'll be leaving first thing in the morning. So we are excited to get on the road. Wonderful. Safe travels. That's, I'm really excited for you. And we'll yeah. be closer together. I know, right? We'll be coming north. But you're going to keep traveling north, right? Or are you kind of hanging out where you're at I'm for a while? I'm heading northeast. You know, our next big stop is at Escapade in Vermont. The end of July, we'll be hosting what we're calling Kids Capade this year. It's um, a drop-off kids program for ages five and up at there at the Escapade, so parents can go and be part of that rally and do all the adult learning things that go on there and know that their kids are in a safe, entertaining, and educational environment for the hours that they're not with them. Um, and that's going to be, like I said, the end of July. We're going to be there with a couple families. I know the Arnolds are going. Um, Katie and Keith Graham are going, our traveling buddies, the James is going, the Kinneys are going. So if you'd like to join a lot of families and learn more about the RVing life, consider going to Escapade this year in Vermont. 
And then I, right after that, we are, you know, double downing to um, New York because we're kicking off our rally, the Not Back to School rally in September, the Colonial Times one, and that's in Bainbridge, New York, September 8th to the 11th. There's only two spots left for that event. So if you're thinking about taking one of those spots, it's, it's go time right now. Speaking of rallies, we just wrapped up a rally this today, actually, the Superhero Rally in Montrose, Colorado wrapped up. A very big special thank you to Laura Hamilton, who was the wagon master for that event, and um, kicked off that event on Thursday with all sorts of cape-making capers and superhero circuits, and uh, I know they had a sidekick pet parade and a superhero vehicle parade over there at the Jellystone in Montrose, and, and they just had a really great time. So uh, did you get to catch any of those pictures, Mary Beth? I did. It was so much fun. Laura Hamilton is such a hoot. You know, I got to meet her. I think the first time I met her was at a um, our first Not Back to School rally in, uh, where was it? Tucson, Tucson, right? Tucson, Arizona. Yeah, in Tucson. Yep. So she's so much fun to hang out with, and I can only imagine how much fun that rally was, and I totally enjoyed the pictures. Absolutely. That Yeah, they they had a blast, and they had a superhero ball last night, and they all came dressed in superhero costumes, so look for a short video recap coming soon to our YouTube channel at Full-Time Families, YouTube.slash Full-Time Families. Well, Mary Beth, I'm so excited about tonight's show. Why don't you tell our listeners what it is we're doing tonight? I am excited as well. You know, uh, actually, there's there's... Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, we are going to speak with Dr. Stanley Schmidt this evening, the creator and author of the Life of Fred Math series. We're so excited. I know there's been another interview on our Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network um, a couple years ago with him, and so I enjoyed reading all of, about that. Um, but I've gotten the chance to speak with him a couple of times over the past week about this interview tonight, and I'm so excited to talk with him in person. And I know I have a couple of questions from listeners that I picked up over our Facebook group, and I know that in particular uh, Road School Mom Anna Johnson posted a couple of questions that one of her kiddos had. So I'm excited to get to talk with him and learn more about how Life of Fred came to be. Yes, absolutely. So without further ado, please welcome... Stanley Smith, Dr. Stanley Smith, to the show. Welcome. Thank you so much Thank for joining us much. on Road School Mom. Thank you very much. Hello, Dr. Schmidt. It's so good to have you on the line with us tonight. I know many of our listeners have been anticipating uh, our interview with you tonight all week, but for those of, uh, of our listeners that maybe aren't really familiar with the Life of Fred, could you go ahead and um, maybe introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about the Life of Fred Mass Series? Um, I don't know where to start. I've written 55 books in the series. Uh, it takes you everywhere from beginning how to read up through, uh, through uh, six books at the college level of mathematics. Um, uh, everything from uh, mathematics, early readers' books. I've got a chemistry book for high school level, four English books at the high school level. Um, physics books, biology books, the whole shebang. That is quite an accomplishment in um, in book writing. That must have taken you. When did you start the 1998? And what 1998? And what was your inspiration behind starting the series? Well, two things. I always these are the books that I wanted to have when I was a student that were not available. 
um, when I the month I turned 21, I was became a, a full-time high school teacher, and in the first semester, I had wrote, drew Fred on the board. Didn't know where that was happening, going to happen till then. But, and I would tell little stories about Fred goes fishing or the rest. Uh, and I moved off to college education for over a decade. And even in second semester calculus, I started to talk about uh, for six weeks uh, where Fred was born. And, you know, the college students looked bug-eyed. What's he talking about? But they enjoyed it. And I retired at the age of 36 from all kinds of employment uh, of teaching um, a tenured position. And 18 years later, my daughter called me on the phone and I had used to tell her the Life of Fred stories uh, when I was taking her off to second grade school in the mornings, just excising out the calculus part. Well, 1998, she phoned me and she said, Dad, you know how kids can be very delicate with their language? Before you die, you should write this stuff down. I never thought of doing that, but that was the inspiration to get it started. That's fascinating. So, is so is are any of the experiences or the um, that you've written about loosely based on experiences of your own life? And is Fred Gauss named after someone you know, or it was a complete imaginary person? <laughs> Gauss rhymes with house. In the college classrooms, I used to ask the kids, "Oh, can you name a composer starting with C?" Okay, it's Chopin or something. Can you name baseball players starting with any particular letter? I would name a letter. They could, sure. Name a mathematician, any letter you like. Silence. <laughs> then they'd say, uh, Einstein, but he was a physicist. They'd say, uh, Dr. Schmidt, you. And I'd say, you get an A, but that's not a mathematician. <laughs> there are three most important mathematicians ever lived. Third place was Archimedes, old Greek guy. Second place was Isaac Newton, who invented the calculus. The, f the mathematical historians claim that the, f the best mathematicians ever lived in Western civilization was a fellow named Carl Friedrich Gauss, born 1777. Well, there's Fred Gauss. Aww. But nobody knows it because they, they go to government schools and they don't learn about you know important mathematicians. Oh, I love oh, okay, that. Oh, that's awesome. You want um, how Fred and I compare? Uh, well, he's at one point he's two years old and is a college professor at Kittens. Uh, that doesn't qualify for me. He's very short. It's age six. He's three foot tall, real shrimp, and I'm over six foot tall, so that doesn't work. He forgets to eat all the time. <laughs> I have when people readers come to Reno to visit me, we almost always go out to eat. Most recent time, a mom and her seven kids came, and I took them out to you know where pizza. Uh, so I, I like to eat, and he doesn't. Um, I, there's I can't find. He's been to Australia. He's been to Edgewood, Kentucky. He's been to Fall River Lake on a vacation uh, in. Kansas, I've never been to any of those spots. He's a, he's much more of a traveler than I am, so I can't say that this is autobiographical at all. Oh my goodness, he sounds like a road school kid. How, um, <laughs> how is uh, how would you say Life of Fred is different from other math curriculum? I'm sure you get that question all the time. 
Uh, what's your time. answer for that? It's easy. Uh, there, are, uh, I'm not going to go a long story on the things, but there are eight different uh, 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 reasons why the Life of Fred series is so different than any of the other series. Just very briefly, one, two, three, five, together. They they motivate in contrast to any of those. You come back and ask me about it. They're fun. Number three, they're clear, the explanations. I don't have to spend a long time, you know, talking them through. They're cheap. Uh, beginning algebra is 39 bucks. Everybody else is over $100 for beginning algebra. Um, they're comprehensive, and they are complete. There is Life of Fred series has more mathematics than any other math curricula. That's how we talk comprehensive. They last their gloss film laminated with smithstone covers. Your grandchildren will use them. They're fully indexed and last. I teach kids. I don't teach mathematics. And as such, I include, you know, things of history or poetry or English or music in the books. Government schools, you know, they do 50 minutes worth of history and ring a bell. Ding, and then everybody goes off to the next classroom. Then they teach 50 minutes worth of math. And then 50 minutes worth of... This segregation of the topics is totally unnatural. And I don't go along with that at all. They all blend together. So those are the eight things that, uh, that make this series different than any other series out there. Well, you're fitting right in with us, Dr. Schmidt, because you know that we're a little bit untraditional in our uh, RVing community <laughs> as well. We like to do things our own way, so we love that. Um, you mentioned a little bit about how the your series includes history and poetry and, and literature base. How how do you, how can you explain to someone that's unfamiliar with the format of these books how those you know how those subjects fit into a math book? They don't fit in a math book. They fit into education. We're, my goal is to educate these children as if they were my own, and to segregate different topics is just is not so. Uh, the question I always received when I was teaching either in high school or in college is, is something like, "When are we ever going to use this algebra?" You know, that's the big question that math kids have. And in Life for Fred series, Fred, who born in one of the books and grows up to the age of six in the series, encounters math in his everyday life, and only then do we do that little piece of math. And then he goes on to the next thing. This happens from beginning f fractions and decimals books up through in third semester of calculus. Fred is standing in a buffet line at a casino uh, with his friends, and we encounter three different needs now, uh, pardon this language, this is on the internet, but hyperbolic trigonometric functions. <laughs> and we do that because it's needed. Um, and so the motivation is right there for that kind of work. Well, I really love your holistic approach to learning math and, and all the other attributes that you've put into these books. I've read before that you believe students should learn by reading. Why do you believe this is beneficial, and how does it differ from the current teaching methods found in many other curricula? <laughs> uh, when kids are in kindergarten, 95% of what they learn is from the teacher's lips. And as they grow up in their education, increasingly reading becomes the main 
uh, avenue for getting education. I went to college. You get one year of English in college. I guess you probably had the same kind of stuff, you know, freshman English. But there's so much to be learned that after college, you know, I read in English and history and Christianity and, and poetry and all the fields. And I've gotten so much more education by reading than I ever got in college. Um, and I want the kids to, to have that that avenue of, of, of learning. You won't learn it on television quiz shows, <laughs> not any decent stuff. Well, that makes perfect sense to me. Now, as a full-time RVing family, our road school is, you know, limited on space for the supplies and resources that we can carry with us. And I feel um, my kiddos use Life of Fred, my two older boys, um, and I feel like your books have kind of a minimum, maybe a minimalistic, or I can't even talk this evening, minimalistic <laughs> feel in some ways. You know, I know Mall, that they're okay. not really... Right, right. They're not full of maybe elaborate color photographs or drawing. Is that intentional? In the way you well, you know how I, if you've opened any of my books, you know how good an artist I am. <laughs> Fred does not look like a human being almost. Uh, got four years of high school math, two algebras, a geometry, and a trig, which is all that universities require is four years. Um, those books are less than six inches tall or wide on the shelf. They contain very little. Uh, I, even though I talk stories throughout all these books, I get the stuff done uh, in much less space than the people that are, you know, want to yak and yak and yak. And I, I can't do that. I don't want to bore the don't want to bore the kids. Well, I've heard kiddos say life of Fred is so fun, and I think some of our listeners think that fun equates to math curriculum that is less than complete. And I, you know, we as life of Fred users know that that's not the truth, but. What do you say to that, Dr. Schmidt? One sentence. The Life of Fred series contains more mathematics than any other series I know. That simple. That's awesome. Well, I have a question direct from our face group book tonight. Um, Road School Mom Anna Johnson, uh, her child, Sydney, asks, Dr. Schmidt, why does Fred have a flat head? Because I can't draw worth a darn. I, I, I took my my daughter to kindergarten. You know, she was in a private school kindergarten, and I arrived there sometimes ten minutes early, and they were all sitting around drawing at the table. So I sat down and I draw with them, and the little girl next to me, kindergartner, looks at my drawing, looks at her drawing, and said, "I can draw better than you can." And she was right. <laughs> Well, I, I scars you for him. life to be told that. <laughs> well, at least you draw him consistently. That's all that matters. <laughs> um, uh, this is a question that I myself have, and I know that anyone who's listening tonight and being introduced to the Life of Fred series will have. Does a student have to start at the beginning of the series to get the full benefit? Like, say someone's listening tonight and they have a sixth grader. Where would they start? In the government schools, uh, everybody, they look at their age of the kid or the grade they're in, and they automatically can predict what, you know, place they should be in. But governments do such a lousy job of mail delivery and education and everything else. Uh, 
the truth is the glories of homeschooling is that each of us each of the kids can start at the place that is appropriate for him or her and proceed at the rate that is appropriate for him or her we don't have this lockstep business in there at all on my website lifeoffred.com uh we talk about where you should start on the, the particular ones, and I have several different little tiny tests to see, you know, do you know fractions well enough? You know, six is what percent of 24? Well, if you don't know that, you should, perhaps should do a little bit of, uh, you know, fractions and decimals. Um, so I, I begin with uh, the 18 books in the beginning reader series. And in there, we start with three-word sentences, and all the words have two or three or four letters in them. That's at the very beginning of learning to read. After 18 books in that beginning reader series, uh, we got the kids up so they get the speed to start the first of the uh, math books, Life of Fred Apples. Um, and then we go all the way through and, you know, with, like I mentioned, six books at the college level in mathematics. Uh, it depends on the child. Now, some of our listeners, and we've talked about this in other shows, have a you know a very real struggle with math in their homeschool and their road school. So, if I have a weak math student, how what is my role as their teacher, and how can I use Life of Fred to help him or her? The good news is that they've done the studies across in uh, high schools and colleges, and mathematics receives the lowest grade point average of any subject, and that's very believable. Um, most kids, you know, are 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 not math geniuses. That's you know, one in every two hundred or so get the math gene that they can do it more easily. Uh, we, the Life of Fred series, will teach the child the mathematics. Will encourage them to love mathematics. Those are the two things that I have as my goal to teach it and to have kids love it. The danger I point out to parents is. If the, your kids are studying out of Life of Fred, there is a real danger that as juniors in the university, they will declare themselves to be math majors. You know, and if you don't want that to happen, stay away from mm -hmm. Life of Fred. Uh, but the other aspect of that is once they get to like fifth grade fractions, roughly speaking, I encourage the parents not to teach the material. They don't often know it not to help, not to tutor at all. Let me do the teaching. They have a question, they got a computer, I have my email address right there, they can email me, and most of the times, oh, to talk to Dr. Schmidt, you know, they will go back and read it, and oh, it's right there, duh. <laughs> and then they go back and, and find out what the case is. If they don't find it there, they've emailed me, and I spend part of my day answering emails. I love that. That is a that is a wonderful feature of the curricula that I bet not a lot of Life of Fred users know. So thank you so well, much for sharing that with our listeners tonight. It's on the front title page, you know. If you have questions or comments, email the author, and I give the – it's in every book. What wonderful accessibility. What a great what a great um, feature to offer. I've read before that you don't necessarily believe that a university may be not be the best place for everyone to receive their best education. So what does that mean, and where does the road to the best education originate? 
Oh, what is it? Stanford has got a tuition of like $42,000 a year. You know, and if you're, that's, I don't know how many, I think $92 an hour you're paying to sit in the classroom there. That in and of itself is nuts. When Gutenberg, the guy that did the movable type press hundreds of years ago, when he did started writing books and printing them cheaply, the need for people to stand in front of an audience and present the quadratic formula on the board and have them copy it down, you know, uh, that's all, that's passe, hundreds of years ago. Um, and the education nowadays, you've, you've heard the student loan stuff, the horror stories that are there, it's just, oh, it's, it's unbelievable. Uh, what kinds of poverty the kids put themselves through and then can't get an education, can't get a job after they've been stamped on the forehead with a BA uh, other than waiting on tables or something. Uh, the world has changed much more than when you and I were kids. Uh, the the few things that college can, can offer uh, – in the financial choices book I've written, I just list them all. College, the number one advantage is if you can't learn without somebody forcing you, college is great. If you want to sit in a classroom every day with some numerous handsome or pretty members of the opposite sex, it's a great way to say hello. Then you get to go to football games, duh. The fourth one, you get to leave home, you know, and you can come home so your mom can do the washing. Number five, colleges offer degrees. They stamp you on the forehead with a BA, you know, and then the employer can skip doing the testing and interviewing. Average grade for Stanford, for undergraduates today, the average grade is A minus. Think about that. The, the whole thing is, 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 you know, is just garbage. The world can be number six, a scary place. So college is great because you can continue the life in the womb that's called high school and just sit in there and hide for several hundred years until you're ready to go out <laughs> in the real world. Number seven, last one, you get student loans to help pay for your outrageous costs of tuition. There's the college advantages. Uh, I, I know myself, if... To, to get out of bed and to get dressed and head off to a college classroom, be on time as a student, to listen to the guy who's not prepared well, then to go home, I can go four times as fast by reading on my own. And I've done that. You know, I'm 72 right now. Uh, and for years and years now, I have done education for myself by reading. It's fairly cheap, especially with the public libraries. Um, and I end up with so much more education than those people that watch television. So that's my my, my diatribe against universities. I love that philosophy. Now, we have, uh, while our interview um, is going on and while our show is going on, Dr. Schmidt, we have a live chat window um, within our group. And so I wanted to read you a couple of comments on here and a question. Uh, sure. Road School Mom Bunny Arnold just wanted you to know um, that her two boys love Life of Fred so much. She says they're always amazing her with facts. And whenever she asks them, how did you know that, they, she says nine times out of ten, they always <laughs> say, well, Life of Fred. So mm -hmm. she loves that. Uh, one of the other moms in the group tonight had a question. She says that uh, she's got two girls, I believe, and uh, let's 
the Road School mom, Leslie, says that they've really enjoyed the first few books. They've done apples, butterflies, cats, and dogs in those series. Um, but she feels like that they don't retain um, what they learn. And so she's asking, what do you suggest or how can you, um, how can she encourage them to retain the math that they've read? And is there something else that she should be doing? Because they absolutely love the stories. Tip Typically, the kids' uh, retention is not really a question with Fly for Fred series. Um, in contrast to many of the other series, we've got one of the best retention rates because the stuff is fun. I've had three moms email me that their kids have asked on their own that their birthday cakes be cut in the shape of Fred's head. I've got <laughs> two photographs of moms who have taken pictures of their children sitting in trees reading Life of Fred. Um, all right, uh, here's the best way around for retention. How often do you have to tell your kids to go clean up their rooms, especially if they had rooms and not on road, school, road show? How often do you tell them? <laughs> a million times, right? How often do you have to tell them that we're going out for pizza tonight and a movie afterwards? Once. Mary Poppins was right. <laughs> A spoonful of sugar doesn't hurt at all, and we got loads of sugar in Life of Fred. It's interesting. That, and what I an interesting that. answer to that. I love that. Um, you mentioned that one out of every 200 students is a math genius. Um, oh, no, I said the guy has a math gene, is what I said. He has a math gene. That's right. Um, what, what do you recommend for that one student? That they definitely do not go to college. And I'm speaking half facetiously there, but the definitely not be in the government school system because the majority of the money goes either to the average kids or the well, I don't know what the right words are edu cognitively disadvantaged uh, part groups, and very little go to uh, the kids that are in the upper quintile. They just are not uh, dealt with. And they sit in the rooms and they are bored out of their skulls. And you can't skip a grade hardly in the government schools. Uh, it, you have to move heaven and earth because they don't want to lose the average daily attendance uh, monies from the government, the bigger governments. Uh, my, my own daughter, okay? She's in the eighth grade. This was several years ago, a million years ago. She's sitting there and she says, Dad, they're they're listening to earphones in the back. Now, we're talking about uh, 30 years ago. And I said, that's not possible. She says, Dad, come and look. I went and looked. They were, because if they weren't making uh, dis uh, discipline problems, the teachers didn't care. Well, well Dad, what are we going to do about this? She's in the eighth grade. And I said, well, I could print you out a college to high school diploma. She said, you can't do that. That's illegal. Or whatever else. That, that freaked her out. We looked around for a couple of weeks, and we found... Uh, a a advertisement for a uh, high school correspondence course uh, for ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth grades. You, you, this was a while ago. That was six hundred dollars. And okay, okay, Dad, I want to do it. I said, now this is between you and I, and this parents talk. How do you do it so you make sure the kid doesn't drop out? Okay, daughter. You're going to pay the $600 out of your savings. When you finish the curriculum, I will pay you back the 600 This prevents the kid three weeks into the things from saying, oh, I'm tired, right? 
right? Mm-hmm. So Brilliant. Then daughter says to me, uh, "Can I stay home today and study these curriculum business, the high school things?" Uh, I said, "Okay." The trade is five hours of what we called ass time in the chair uh, with the clock running, and I will write you a note. And I wrote the note that says, please excuse my daughter from yesterday. They don't care at the government schools what it was. They said, sure, because we get the ADA. A week later, she says, can I stay home again? And she started to stay home Monday, Wednesday, and Friday of every week, attend on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and get A's in the school. So Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And we started, this was, you know, in October roughly, and she worked at home. And by December of that year, in the eighth grade, she had passed the ninth grade correspondence courses and the tenth grade correspondence courses and the eleventh grade and had graduated from high school by December of that year when she's 13 and a half. Then she says, well, Dad, what are we going to do next? I said, you can stay in the government schools there in the eighth grade if you like. Or you can head off to the local community college. <laughs> um, we got a lot of That's feedback. She's going to miss her prom in high school. <laughs> at just 13 and a half, we registered her at the community college. She said, Dad, would you drive me there? <laughs> because she can't drive at 13 and a half. And I sat in the back of the things there while she was talking to the counselor. And the counselor and her scheduled what she was going to take as her first semester. And after they were done with a 10-minute you know, counseling talk, daughter leans forward to the counselor and says, I'm 13 and a half. And the counselor, <gasps> lean forward. You're the youngest kid in the school, in the college. You know, and that little bit. They talk for 20 minutes excitedly. She heads off to high school, college. Um, we've got plenty of time. I said, there's no hurry for, you know, you can take whatever you like. I'll take a couple of PE courses along with the regular stuff. It's fine. At 15, the month she turned 15, uh, she had been to the uh, church youth group a couple of weeks before then and heard about being an exchange student. Uh, oh, gosh. So, well, yeah, I've never, I don't know anybody who's ever done that before. And she came back with the information that she wanted to go to the Netherlands. And I asked her, do you know how close the Netherlands are to Holland? Uh, did you know, do you know the answer to that question? No. I do not. They're the same country. Yeah. I, oh, no. <laughs> They're the same country. But she didn't know that either. Uh, but she headed off to the, from, the fifth, from the month she turned 15 to the month she turned 16. She came back speaking Dutch, writing it thinking in Dutch, and it also picked up German because that's close to, to Dutch, at 16, finished up the, uh, the, the 66 units you're allowed to take at the community college and headed off to UC Berkeley, graduated from Berkeley at t- age 20. This is what you can do if you just loosen up a little bit, you know, and uh, don't go with the usual government system. You can be a free bird. And guess wow. what she put on her resume, know. on her resume, uh, all the jobs since then. One of the first things is graduate from high school at 13. Wow. <laughs> it's fun. You might as well have fun with it all. 
Well, I absolutely, I know I can speak for Katie and I both that uh, we absolutely love your philosophy. So many of our road school moms are commenting in the chat window that they love your philosophy. Can you tell us how we can stay connected with you? Do you have a blog out there or um, information that we can keep up to date with what my you're web, doing and what, my, and what my website, you next? My website is Life of Fred, one word, L-I-F-E, O-F, and then there's another F because of and Fred both have Fs, lifeoffred.com. And that will take you to the to the website. You can look at all of the 55 books. There's the ordering in right there. There is sample pages from each of the books. Uh, there are two sections of raves that go on and on. No one has ever read all the raves there virtually because they just go pages and pages of raves. Uh, it's all right there. It also includes my you know my address to write to me and the rest. And it's all there in lifeoffred.com. Thank you so much for taking the time. I've got a lot of fun with this. <laughs> yes, we do too. Oh my goodness, this is this is so interesting and fun and thought provoking, and I'm really encouraged. And I really hope that all the listeners who've tuned in and have not been introduced to Life of Fred yet will go and find themselves uh, a copy of one of your books and start the Life of Fred journey with their kids because it's definitely something worth um, looking into for your curriculum. Thank you so much we've, for we've, being we've kept part the, of the, the prices. We've kept the prices so cheap, like one or third, third or fourth of everybody else, because we haven't done any advertising at all, except moms talking to moms. And we have had orders from every state in the union and over 70 foreign countries without advertising. That's amazing. That is fantastic. Well, that's, what a testament to what you've created. And thank you so, so thank much. Thank you so it. much. This has been a lot of fun. Okay. Thank you. You have a lovely Thank weekend. You. Thanks for joining us at Road School Moms. Bye-bye. Oh, my goodness. That was so fun. Isn't he fascinating? I just think he's fascinating. He is fascinating. I, the, um, I just can't get over it. And uh, I have dabbled in Life of Fred, um, but now I feel like I'm just going to push forward. You know, I've read the Apple's book, and I just could not wrap my head around it. But um, I think I think I just want to start. I think I'm ready. Well, you know, um, just a little bit of my background on that. I know that you know this already, but for those re or our listeners out there that don't know, um, I was not a big Life of Fred proponent, I guess you would call it, at the beginning, because like you, KT, I didn't understand it. Like I picked up a, some of the earlier books, and I just I just didn't get it. But I have my oldest son. Um, he's 15. He's my almost high schooler, and uh, he, you know, he just struggled with math for always. It was always something he had to work at, um, and I think it was probably Bunny Arnold was the one that kind of pushed me over the edge, um, so to speak, because I knew her boys loved it so much, and, you know, we were in Branson last year at the Not Back to School rally. After that, I went ahead and bought like three, um, you know, like a three-book series, and Tyler ate it up. He, you know, he went flying through it, and um, it's just, for him, it really works. So uh, for me, you know, it's firsthand experience. Life of Fred works. I like it. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm encouraged by that story because I think that's where I like to start. You know, when I go to buy new curriculum, I get all messed up and overwhelmed and then never, ever pull the trigger. And so I love that you just started with the first three books and went from there. Um, and uh, so I, I really like that idea. I think that's what I'm going to do. 
Yeah, and for me, you know, I mean, I'm like I said, I said that high school word again, but, you know, for me, I'm facing the whole high school math, and I was really, there's a lot of other subjects that I'm really kind of concerned about, but I'm not concerned at all with the math portion of it, because I know that Life of Fred's got it, and, you know, that's that's an easy answer for me, at least for now. Yeah, perfect. So what's your week coming up looking like? Oh, my goodness. Well, I have to tell you really quickly, because you and I haven't gotten to talk this week, but you know, speaking of my almost high schooler, he got his learner's permit this week. How do you like that? Oh, my goodness. Don't say mm -hmm. that. Oh, I couldn't no. even send you the picture. Katie, I couldn't even oh. send you the picture because I couldn't even bring myself to type the words, like, literally. I was like, I almost bawled at the driver's license place. Tyler kept saying, what's wrong with you? I'm like, nothing, I'm fine. He's like, is there something in your eye? No, I'm fine. It was just that whole thing. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe how fast our life goes by. But anyway, in answer to your question, uh, what are we doing? Well, of course, we're going to be traveling this week, so I'll, I'm sure I'll have all kinds of crazy travel stories by this time next week. Um, but the other thing we're working on, as you know, my uh, Road School 101 crew is hot on the trail of finishing these ABCs of all the different states. And I have to tell you that we have a target date of, I believe, July the 7th when all the first drafts are due. So. That is going to be coming up within the next month, our 50 new study guides added to the Road Trip Teacher Learning Shop. So I am super, 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 super excited about that. Oh, that is exciting. Oh, I can't wait to see those. That's going to be great. Yeah. Very cool. So what's, new? Let me see what what's on your agenda for this week? You know, we are officially on summer vacation, and as I mentioned at the top of the broadcast, tomorrow is Blazer's birthday, so after I get off the broadcast tonight, I've got to go in and blow up a whole bunch of balloons and decorate the RV. If you are on our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash Road School Moms, you'll see what it looked like for DJ's birthday and uh, Blaze wants a replay of that, even though I'm terribly allergic to latex and the balloons. So tomorrow I'll fix that lip, but it's so worth it anyway. So uh, I'm going to go blow up balloons and then, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, we're we're traveling with the James Gang. And so we've been, uh, we went to a tractor pull last night, which was crazy fun. Mary Beth, I'm sure you've been to one or two of those. Of course, of course. That's the Indiana in me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, we saw, we went to a tractor pull. And uh, I'm going to tell you, to those that are either born on the east or west coast and have never been in the middle of the country and experienced a tractor pull, when you see the signs in the in the street that say power poles, that's the thing, and you're going to want to go. Go experience that. That's lots of fun. Uh, if you also see anything that says, like, demolition derby or, you know, anything like go to any of those things. Those are all good things. Um, what else? What else? We're, we're desperately seeking a waterfall that we can witness and get in. That's, that's on top of our list this week. Um, we went on a covered bridge tour. You've got experience with covered bridges, Mary Beth. We're in an area of um, Ohio that has this, its own little uh, self-led covered bridge tour, and Chris and Jared and all the kids piled in the two trucks and went on a bridge tour while Sarah and I worked one day, which was lovely, and the kids had a wonderful time stomping around. So, um, so more of that. Maybe we'll actually see Lake Erie. <laughs> we're only 15 minutes away. So, <laughs> well, you have to do that. You have to do that. If you're, if you're that close, you have to do that. You know, covered bridges, you missed it when you were in Indiana, but uh, here's a little Indiana tidbit, which I know uh, Sarah James probably can tell you more about this, but 
if you're traveling through Indiana and you're near, um, let's see, it would be kind of west central Indiana, and you're if you're looking into the covered bridge thing, there are, I believe it's 33, it might be 32 now, 32 or 33 standing covered bridges in Park County, Indiana that you can tour. And there's a history behind each one of them. And as a matter of fact, there's a festival once a year. Um, always starts the second Friday in October. It lasts for 10 days. That's a humongous big festival called, you know, Covered Bridge Festival in Park County. So if you're traveling through that area at that time, definitely something to see. And even if you're not in the summertime, you can take a couple of different tours. Um, you can get uh, in Rockville, Indiana, I believe, at the courthouse. They provide some sorts of maps if you want to tour those bridges, if that's something you're interested in. A lot of history there. Very cool. Well, it turns out that in this county of Ohio is the uh, world's longest covered bridge and the world's shortest covered bridge with an 18-foot span. Well, that's cool. Yeah, so they got to see those. Um, one of them was the world's deadliest covered bridge, too, which <laughs> eight kids and two dads. <laughs> that's the oh one my. the stories came back about. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> but we still have eight kids and two dads, so <laughs> check. Well, that's a relief. <laughs> exactly. Some days it is. Anyway, um, that's all I've got. You know, the next six weeks, you and I are doing our blitzkrieg of Road School Moms shows. It's the 15-minute shows that are um, geared to help Road School Moms, just quick in and out tidbits. Um, so look on the schedule for the 15-minute talk that's coming up uh, for the next six weeks from Mary Beth and I. I think that's all yeah. I've got, Mary Beth. All right. Well, next week we'll be coming to you live right before the 4th of July. And uh, in honor of that, Road Trip Teacher will be uh, putting a code out there for Road School Moms exclusively tomorrow to download that um, copy work guide all about the July about the July 4th holiday out of our learning shop for free. So that's out there if you're listening to us on a replay from the podcast over at iTunes. That offer is good for you as well. Just give me a shout over at info at roadtripteacher.com uh, road and I will be glad to send that to you as well. Perfect. Perfect. And tell the people how they can uh, give us a review. That's my favorite. Oh, yes. That's a, that's a very important. So if you're listening to us over at iTunes on a replay, please give us a review. You know, KT and I both love four and five stars, but if you want to give us less than that, that's okay. We want to know what we can do um, to better support you in this community. So just be sure and send us an email afterwards over at uh, Kimberly at FullTimeFamilies.com or that email for me again was info at Rotary roadtripteacher.com and uh, let just let us know what we can do better to serve your road school mom's needs. In the meantime, let me know when you've done that review and no matter what kind of stars you gave us, we'll be glad to send you a digital product of your choice out of our learning um, shop over at Road Trip Teacher. Lovely. Okay, well, um, if that's all you've got. Yep, that's all I've got. It's been great catching up with you tonight for our road school moms. Uh, that are, are with us tonight, be sure and set your alarms for next Sunday night, same time, same place, right here at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on the Ultimate Radio Network, and uh, we'll join you next Sunday night. Remember, it's a short 15-minute show, so you won't want to miss it. Until then, safe travels, and God bless. This is Kimberly. And this is Mary Beth, your Road School Moms, on the road where education meets adventure. 
Until next time, we wish you safe travels and leave you with our traveler's prayer. Lord, be our guide and protector. Let those I encounter be blessed by my words. Let my hands be filled with your work, and may I be filled with your grace and kind words for others. May I be a light unto those around me on the journey ahead. Amen. Amen. This has been a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. If you'd like more information, go to roadschoolmoms.com.